Praise the Lord, church. Isn't it great to be here this morning? Feel the yes. touch of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Miracles. In the name of Jesus. I believe miracles are still happening in the house of God and in the presence of none other but Jesus Christ. There's no one like him to minister and to touch and help us on this journey. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Our classes go back. And, oh, it's good to see all in the house of the Lord today. It's good to see each one of you coming to worship with us. Come to join with us, to putting our hands together, lifting our hands, lifting our voices, our hearts. And, man, we get excited about worshiping Jesus. Man, in his presence, in the field, his power of love and comfort and mercy. We thank God for it. Thank God for our Sunday school department. Thank God for our students and for our teachers. God reaches down in a special way even today to minister unto them and through them. Amen. We send a special prayer for them again this morning. God would touch them. Bless them. I pray for the students that have a desire to learn and a, and a willingness to sit down and listen. We've got some that's pretty rowdy. Some that don't want to sit and listen, want to talk and cut up and carry on. Amen. But you know what? Let's pray that God would give them a passion and a desire to want to learn. Want to learn what the Word of God has to say. To have it anchored and planted into their hearts and the minds of their spirit. Why is that so important? If they allow God, God will keep them out of some areas and situations and some exposure that they'll never have to battle with certain lust and certain things. Because if you've never been involved in it, if you've never been connected to it, man, if you don't know it, never been exposed to it, then you don't know anything about it. And it's, it's hard for the enemy to use it as a means and a ways uh, to lure you. And so no doubt God, God is our maker, is the author and finisher of our faith. It's his heartbeat desire to start when we're just lads and when we're just children, infants. We know we got enough scripture that God would take them. In our lesson today, man, even in our lesson today, Jesus took a child. And uh, really don't know all the details of how that unfolded. We know that they was in a house in Capernaum. Uh, not sure what child, but, but it's almost like he stopped the conversation maybe steps out of the room I don't know but he, he managed to get a child because we know he called the 12 disciples but he took the time there to get a child to bring it and you know and I know the scripture didn't go in all these details and all the areas because we're prone to always just want to do it by this detail and then that sometimes closes doors for other areas that God would love to work so God I believe leaves some things open where we can fill it in Amen. With our situation, but could it be that uh, he took the time to reach out and get a hold of a child that maybe others wouldn't have gave any recognition to, would have never thought of, would have never considered? Let's go back a couple of lessons. Man, it's not God's will that any would be left out or overlooked. Is how the lesson, went. and so how true that is still today. For him to work in our lives and to work in our hearts and into our spirit and to 
help us along this journey and along this pathway. Praise God. Brother Andrew, if you don't mind, step in my office and look on top of my the copier and see if there's not one page there and bring it to me to place it. Uh, as, as we look at this lesson today, kingdom principles. Man, I'm telling you what, principles. I've been, I've been bumping on the uh, loving and keeping the commandments, the statues and principles of God. I personally believe that it is impossible to live God and be pleasing to God without loving his commandments, his doctrines, and principles. And if you don't have a true love for the principles of God, if you don't have a true love for the principle of God, it is going to be and it's going to be almost impossible to serve him. To serve him in the spirit. Now, servant could in the way that the world looks at it and the way God looks at it is is a world of difference. The way that the world measures servitude and service, you know, sometimes in my mind we think, uh, you know, when we think of service, we think of good service. Sometimes we have a tendency to think sometimes that free, <laughs> free service. And to my amazement still even today, that um, a lot of people in the world don't have a problem paying for service outside of the church. Uh, they're willing to give their buddies and they're the ones that will serve them or bring certain items to them or wait on them or things of that nature. They're willing to give them their last $10 when they can't pay the electric bill. But if you mention money at the house of God, all of a sudden you get branded as a preacher. All you as after is money. There's also an attitude and a spirit toward pastors that they don't have the same benefits that people that works hard out in the world make successful in business or as CEOs or leading of companies that gets great bonuses and great retirements and they retire at an early age of 50 and 55. We, we, we brag on them and boast on them. But then we turn around and tell a preacher he can never retire. I know that's, I'm throwing, I'm throwing something. So we look at it differently too, if we just be honest. It's servitude. In fact, it's stuff that we do at the house of God. A lot of times we have the mentality that we ought to do it for nothing. I'm sorry, did I, did I, say, I said something wrong here this morning? Principles. Principles. I've used this one before and you've heard it. And please, just, just hang with me a little while here. It still amazes me how, how that we're willing to go. And I'm not against it. I'm, 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 I'm all for going to doctors and things. And if they got medication to help you, come on. Paul told Timothy, use a little wine for the stomach's sake. Luke was a physician. You never see him there where he ever, ever tells us not to go to, to resources and we, we know that that the individuals that become specialists in these areas so they're gifted God's gifted them a given ability do we trust them as we do God no do we put our confidence in them as we do the Lord no 
we don't think none of these things will work without prayer and without obedience. And so, you know what? We do what we can, but outside of that, we know that miracles work through God, okay? And um, maybe I shouldn't have jumped quite off into this like I just did, but uh, I did, so here I am. Amen. But, but we don't have problems going and waiting in waiting rooms. And, and if that doctor's two hours late on the procedure, we don't get up and leave. But if church don't start 10 minutes after 10, we get frustrated and aggravated. What's the problem? Now you see what I'm talking about, principles. See, principles comes from down in here. When things are established and grounded and settled, to, uh, amen, you, that's the same way when living for God. Once you get anchored and settled and, and you, you reach that point in place, you know what, I'm, I'm persuaded. So it doesn't matter who's for me or against me or who, 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 gives, you know, who blows the trumpets and waves the flags. All that don't really matter because I'm a servant of Jesus Christ and I'm doing it as unto Jesus Christ. So it don't make any difference if anybody recognizes or not upon this earth. There's a God in the heavens that I'm trying to please and he trumps all of them. So with this type of principle in our hearts, our minds, more importantly, in our spirit. This lesson's, this lesson's pretty good size when all is said and done. Uh, in America, we've been taught, especially in the last 40 and 50 years, what has America, the American dream? What is the American dream? Why do people come over here for the American dream? Why do they leave other countries for the American dream? What does America offer people? Opportunity of what? It's known as a declaration of what? Independence. How do you gain independence? What makes you independent from any and everybody else? What's one, one item that if you've got enough of it, that you won't need really no help? And the scriptures taught us that what is the love of it, not, not money. Money is a tool. It's just how you handle the tool, what you use it for, okay? Now, this topic is not about money, and I don't know why I got on it like this, but I did. But anyway... Uh, so this is why it's so important. Watch this. Principles. That's why it's so important for parents to bring their children to the house of God. And not just any, any so-called house of God. We need to bring them to a place that they will feel this God. That they will be indoctrinated with doctrines and truths that will sustain them and keep them. Man, that will help them to understand that there is a real spiritual warfare out there. And there is a real devil out there. He's out to destroy and to annihilate. But you know what? You know what's bigger than the devil? is lust. And more so than in just that one realm that America has just sold herself out to. Amen. Okay? Uh, and, and so, uh, to, to have an understanding, a revelation of this, having, uh, putting it into the hearts of their minds and souls and spirit. Amen. That the most important call in their lives what are we telling our grandbabies? What are we telling our children? 
What's the most important thing in their lives? What do we tell them? What do we promote? What has the religious world promoted? They're willing to sacrifice Wednesday night services, midweek services, so we can get them on ball field. So hopefully, prayerfully, one out of a thousands of them may become a high-dollar paid athlete. Now, y'all say, well, I'm talking about principles. The principle's there. Everybody that's involved that may not be on that same goal and that same line because a lot of them uses it, amen, because I've heard it. Brother Randy Bernard told me even Chevron uses it as people that's been in ball teams and learned how to be on a team and things. So there's some good things to it. But we know the final results and we're the real principle behind all of that is something that is done what? As a tool, as a means, amen, to rob from the house of God and the presence of God. And so I'm talking about some things that's happened. Uh, I mean, you're talking about, you know, I, I mean, remember, three's a couple, a company or something. Three's, how'd it go? Three's a crowd. Is that the way it went? That thing went? Three's a company or something. Anyway, we do know is what? Two guys and a girl, what was they doing? Shacking up. We can say what we want to. But bottom line, they were shacking up. Oh, it was nothing to it. It was a comedy. It was this and it was that. But, but the principle behind that got us where? The point I'm trying to prove now, principles. Principles. Some things, it's things that's not so obvious, especially at the beginning. I'm picking on Brother Andrew. Man, he's taking some fidgets and things. And man, it blows my mind. I never took, uh, you know, I never took none of that stuff. So here I am with Algernon. and he's got all these letters of this and all this other stuff. And man, he went through a deal the other day about 10 minutes and come back and, you know, and I finally told him, I said, well, two and two is still four, man. <laughs> <laughs> when you get back down to it, you know, the principle of it. But, but he's doing a whole different engineering. Hey, and I'm praying God helps him. God helps him become a good sound man. Did you know it takes the right principle to be a good sound man? <laughs> did anybody listen to the first song we signed this morning? No, did you really hear it? Everybody's going to be happy over there. You know what else I found out when we sung that song? Everybody's going to be singing the same song. And everybody's going to like the song that's being sung. And everybody's going to like the instruments that's being played. Everybody's going to like the tempo. And everybody's going to like the beat. And everybody's going to like, whoo, I got a lot out of it. found out also the way I'm going to win this spiritual battle is because I'm going to get some principles in my spirit. And that's what's going to sustain me. It won't never be education. It won't never be talents and gifts. It won't even be my name. And I could use my name as though as it had been in Pentecost for ten generations. But that won't get the battle won. It's the true principles of the kingdom. Principles of the kingdom. And so, <laughs> principle is simply a rule or a code. And so we're living in a nation that won't even accept what are the most important principles. And that's called the receiving of the baptism of the Holy Ghost but yet we got churches by the multitudes 
that claims some things without this principle. But the Bible says, <laughs> Paul's writings, the apostle to the Gentiles, told us that without the Holy Ghost, you can't even call him Lord. Because by the principle, the code, the rule of it, he hadn't become your Lord until you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. He has, he has not come. That doesn't mean he doesn't bless you. That doesn't mean he won't answer your prayers. That doesn't mean that he doesn't do great mighty things for individuals. But he does all of that, as Brother Ford mentioned here a few weeks ago, by credit. Why? Because he loves us. Number one, he's committed to his word. Anything is done by faith, I don't care if it's by heathen. Faith, God always honors faith. But if he doesn't, he's also doing it trying to what? Do what? Whoa. Because we're drawn by his spirit. And so when you give recognition that God answered your prayer and moved upon your behalf, that's a principle. That's a, that's, a, that's a rule right there that ought to do what? Cause you to start reaching for him, crying out to him, having a desire. So kingdom principles, kingdom principles. And, and we're going to see them in our lesson today. We're going to see some of our most favorite characters in this lesson today. We're going to see a side of this inner circle, two of the inner circle of the disciples of Jesus Christ that's involved in this that helped create a setting and a, <laughs> a moment in the disciples' lives to cause some disunity, some frustration, some disgruntledness. <laughs> Could this be the reason they're called the sons of thunder? Because this is the same two that came to Jesus and said, we ought to call fire down on them. Jesus looked out and said, you don't know what spirit you are. But yet one of them is this one that's known to love Christ above all others that would lay his head on his breast. Principle. principles that what holds us what holds this, this nation that previous leaders and some even now that wants to change we call it the constitution this is the church's constitution this is what we're all going to be judged out of so what's written here and, and watch this the next important principle of that is the letter kill it, but the spirit gives it light. And so again, we go right back to the principle I done mentioned about the Holy Ghost. The greatest instructor and teacher that you've got is the Holy Ghost. As we were praying for these this morning, the first miracle that ever took place in the New Testament, the Apostle Peter makes it clear to us of where he came from. It wasn't by us, from that himself and John. 
it wasn't by our holiness. It wasn't because we had great talents. But it was what? Faith. And faith alone in none other but Jesus. So, our focus verse this morning, Mark 10, 43 and 44. But so shall it not be among you. So shall it not be among you. We, we'll talk about that in a minute. You know, there's some principles. There's some means and methods, our passions, our desires, our, <laughs> that shouldn't be among us as disciples of Jesus Christ, as followers of Jesus. In fact, the New Testament writer later on, Paul writes about it and talks and he talks about certain things that shouldn't, since you became saints, shouldn't be named among you. And that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It happens sometimes, things of that nature. We know that. But the goal is, the, the watermark is, that it shouldn't be. And as sons and daughters of God, sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And so as we're led by the Spirit of God, there's some things that we're just not going to become lured or ensnared or trapped by. You know, the writer talks about in Proverbs as if the bird sees uh, the, the individual that lays the snare, the chances of that bird being caught is very slim, as if none. And so... Thank God, God has given us eyes and ears to hear, to understand. And the Holy Ghost will help us to keep us from ever getting lured, caught up, or pulled into things that ought not be. We, we just, that's, that's, not, that's not the driving factor here. That's not why I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay? We're, we're talking about, I get it. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And uh, a better uh, term for our lesson would be servant, servant, be your servant. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all, chiefest. Who always wants to be on top? Who likes to be on bottom? And I know there's other scriptures we can pull out and, you know, God's called us to be the head, not the tail. Uh, the lender, not the borrower. Things of that nature. But the lesson, today's lessons is a, the principle of what rules in our lives. What helps us to make decisions. And why we make those decisions. And why the service that we give and who we give it unto catch that. It's important. Because you're going to notice in a lesson today uh, that's, that plays a very important role. And there was a reason for that. There was a principle behind that. Okay? And we'll, we'll talk about it later on. So, chiefest. And so, 
truth about God, God promotes those who do not promote, promote themselves. Did our nation, did it, has it taught us to do that in the last 40 years? Not to promote yourself. No. The principle of it, the spirit of it, has been right the object, opposite. Actually, you climb the ladder regardless of who else you've got to step on. They don't say that, but their deeds and actions proves it a lot of times. There's, that's what I'm talking about. There's the principle. There's the principle. Because, see, that can work both ways. That's the reason Paul helped us when he said, be angry and sin not. Because when you're angry and you're frustrated, you're prone to subject to say things, but the principle of it, you won't never really fulfill that. Have you ever said something when you was mad? And even when you were saying it, knowing good well, you would never do it. But you was mad. Right then, you was wanting to knock their head off. But, but if it really come down to it, you wouldn't. You know? I'm going to slap your teeth out. No, you're not, because you've got to pay the dentist bill. <laughs> so after we calm down and cool down, we, we, the principle behind that knows that we won't. We won't. I'm not saying all's that way now. I'm talking about Holy Ghost filled people. Because there's a greater principle inside of you that will not cause you to. Now, if there's a, a, a power, man, I'm stepping in some stuff and I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> but if there is a principle in you or a spirit in you, yeah, I will too. I, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm you better work. You better work on that. If, if and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Holy Ghost filled people here. I'm not talk, I'm not even talking to Christians. There's a lot of Christians who claim to be. There's a difference between the two. Christians can go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and cuss you out on Monday morning. They stand behind pulpits. And fornicate before Monday's over. And they claim to be Christians. But Holy Ghost filled people. There's a principle inside of them. They can do it, but I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of stuff they're going to override to do it. And eventually, in time, and with callousness, and overriding the Holy Ghost, and even to the point that Revelation says, I can come in and take the candlestick. Turn you over to reprobate mind. And believe a lie and be damned. But anybody that's got the Holy Ghost and any of those immersed that are burning, power of the, the, the presence and the knowledge of God. Because let's remember something. All of this is about Him. We'll talk about that a little bit. Every word, and every deed. As Holy Ghost filled people, 
we do it as unto the Lord. Our service, regardless of who that service might be unto, Holy Ghost filled people have a principle in them, I'm doing this as unto the Lord. There's a lot to that. You just watch this service. Watch this lesson today. Because this principle is a measuring stick if we're really led by the Holy Ghost or by other resources of why we're doing what we're doing and the energy and the excitement and the time we're willing to put into it. This is the principle Jesus Christ is talking about. Especially when he begins to talk about positions, opportunities, taking things on as a, as, as a servant representing the kingdom of God. I'm not going to go through all that, but you know, we read it, he talked about the president being the president, running president before the man that uh, in Mount Rushmore, their faces. And then, but the next part, he did mention a part of legacy. Legacy. Everybody, amen, especially Holy Ghost-filled people, ought to be concerned about their legacy. What are they going to see about me when I leave here? When I'm gone, when I'm gone. And, and from what I understand, for the most part, most, all the people, you're, you're, you're forgotten by your third generation. Now, we know there's certain people, you know, because of history and things of that nature. And, and, and a lot of times it's not because of who they were, but why? But because of the positions they held is the reason their names are still recognized today. That's the reason he used the office as a president. Because he likened him as unto the most powerful man not just in the United States, but in the world. That he is recognized chief and commander and recognized as one of the most Because the stroke of a pen, he can change the outcome of industries. Because of a stroke of a pen, he can change laws and things that can cause some to fall and some to come great. Because of his position, he can position others he talked about how they spend millions of dollars to get an office that pays 400000 a year. And we've all said it. We've all said it about the synergies and the rest of them. How in the world can these guys go in there, spend this kind of money, amen, and, and, you know, but only make this much, but yet all of them leaves when owning two or three houses and all that. And I say all of them. All of them don't. Here we go again. We, we don't know. I'm a little hesitant about doing all that, okay? Because one reason, I've never been up there. I've never been a senator. I've never been involved, so I really don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to step, boy, I'm not a politician, but let me step in another arena. Well, I'm going to just stay, I'll bring it right down to local. I choose to be very careful about running, saying so much about supervisors. I've never been to a supervisor meeting. I don't have a clue how much money comes into this county. I don't have how much money they got to work with. So how can I save the mishandling when I don't even have a clue how much they got? 
Now, you know what causes me to do that sometimes? It's because they didn't do certain things for me when I thought they ought to have done it. Regardless of the laws. You know what gets them in trouble? It's when they do do it for others, amen, because they're showing what? Favoritism. Did you know that's the principle that Jesus Christ was driving out right here? What brought all this about? What brought this all on the scene? I know the, the lesson's marked 10, but what really brought uh, the topic, what initiated this, what brought this about was John. John and James. Not Jesse James. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, go back to the ninth chapter. And, um, well, let's go to 10, 40, 10 first. Let's go there, 43 and 44. Let me address those two verses for just a moment. Kind of set this thing up because of the legacy. Amen. Watch this. Now, here's, I want to, I want to, I'm going to, I've marked some places in here. Cause some of, I know I don't have time to do it all. So, so I'm going to handle the time the best I can and put as much as I can out here. But, but the writer, even in, in your lesson, he says, Jesus explained the, the road to true greatness does not run along the path of self-promotion. We got an Old Testament character that demonstrated it to the fullest. Does anybody know who he is? He never used force. He killed the greatest enemy that Israel faced called a giant. But he never took the sword or spear or a rock or a sling against his greatest enemy called Saul. He never used force, military force, or any of that fashion or form to get the position because he knew God had done anointed the position for him and he knew when he'd prepare him and then position him and the time would come. I'm telling you, you don't do self-promotion. You got to do it the way God wants you to do it. It's God's business. It's God's business to promote us. And if he don't never, ever, ever, ever let me preach a council meeting, you know what? That's fine with me. If I don't ever, ever preach a conference, that's fine to me. If I don't ever see this church around 500, that's fine to me. But God, you get me to do what David done. You help me prepare and put the ground roots and the principles in this church that one day it'll arrive there. Because it's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God, about Jesus Christ and the gospel. That's what it's about. It's going to be here when I'm dead and gone and forgotten about 10 generations from now. That's, that's, that's what it's about. There's the principle. That's that's what we got to focus. That's what we got to remember. So, so as you watch this, he talks about exercise unfettered authority. Greatness is not about commissioning and sculpture in your honor or gaining a million followers on social media. I don't know nothing about the social media. You want to use it? That's up to you. It's your business. I realize, and 
You listen to Brother Williams and them, and I'm not, I'm not throwing, I'm not slinging stuff, I'm not. Okay? But again, we better be careful what we expose ourselves and get in. You, you better make sure if you're going to get involved some of that, you better make the right preparations in your heart, mind, and more importantly, your spirit. Because I'm telling you, everybody can't handle it. Everybody can't handle a man on that. How many of you picked up on, did you, how many read the lesson? I ain't, I'm not even asking that. I'm asking it, but don't respond to it. <laughs> but it talks about the evangelist says, the real test if you got a servant's heart <laughs> is what? It's when you're treated like a servant. Okay, I'm ready. I'm not. I'm just using this for an example. But if you as a servant and you as a waiter and you want good tips, what you gonna do? <laughs> you know, it's one thing waiting on people <laughs> and serving them at because you know what? I want them to leave me a $20 or $100 tip. But if I'm not waiting on them at a table and we're just walking down the street and they treat me that way, <laughs> are you getting the idea about the principle now? Let me ask you something. What changed the two scenarios? All of us can agree why the waiter was so nice and sweet and, and man, they'd done everything they could. To, they went out of the way, amen, to wait on us. But God helped me have that same principle when I'm walking down the street or encounter with others and I'm not going to get one red cent out of it. I'm not going to get any recognition whatsoever. They're not going to be able to ever ever help me. But you know what? I still want to have the same principle. Amen. Of kindness and gentleness because you watch this. We're going to get into it in just a little bit. It's a key term called humility. Humility. Amen. And the only way that we can be the service of God this is one of the ingredients that must be in our lives and not just in our lives but active in our lives or we'll never be the servant that God's calling us to be because without true humility you'll never be that servant you'll never win the battle you'll never win the struggle because it's going to come testing times honey humility is going to be tested because that's the real test of being a servant of God which is above all of it so let me get so as you look at 1043 and but so shall it not be among you but whosoever will be great and he's talking to the disciples this is the core this is this is the church of that day okay this is ones he's going to hand the baton to buddy this is the ones this ones that he's spending three and a half years putting into them but whosoever 
will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. And Jesus, watch this. This, this principle is so important that this was one of the final acts of our Lord Jesus Christ before they drug him off to the process and the cross. As he unveiled himself, he put on a towel, which was a, in that day, a time, was an action of being the lowest servant in the house. and he began to wash the disciples' feet. And he didn't pick one above the other. But he washed all of them. In fact, the one, Peter, that wasn't going to let him, he said, oh, but if you don't let me, you won't be a part. You, won't. you know the story. Service. So what brought this all about is when you slip back and you go back and you look, you begin to look in chapters 9. And it actually, it's the 33rd verse. And, and it came to Capernaum. And being in the house, he asked them, What was it that they disputed among yourselves, by the way? I, I, you know, I don't know if Jesus, after some of the hard sayings, and the writer talks about it, of he was going to Jerusalem, come to Capernaum, but now they're on their way to Jerusalem. And here, and then again later on, he, he rehearses to them. and the journey, the task, and what, what it was all about in his life. And it's going to Jerusalem, given to the Gentiles. He's going to die. And he's going to, you know, he's going to be crucified and mocked. And, and, and he's going to be hung on the cross. And then there's going to be the resurrection. No doubt these were hard sayings for the disciples. And they still didn't quite, you know, they're hearing it, but, but they're getting the, the effects of it. Understanding that it was really going to unfold, that Jesus Christ was going to be taken, and he was going to be beaten, and he was going to be crucified, and he was going to die. You know, the words were being spoken, but um, but the effects of those words is it makes its way through the very cores of our inward being and, and our spirit and who and what we are and who we have followed and what we believed in. So from that. Back up a few scriptures. We're going to see that, that somewhere along this journey that John and James had to uh, discuss this about asking. Even Matthew says it had their mother to request this. What did they request? They desired to set in his glory on the right and on the left-hand side is wrong. That was their request. In some sense, you know, that's, you know, that's a great thing to seek for, to look for. But, to, but even Jesus, he questions them. He said, when they questioned him, he said, can, can you receive? Can you receive the baptism I'm going to receive? Can, can you, you drink of this cup? And, and you know what? James and John were pretty confident. They, yeah, you can. And even Jesus agreed. He said, oh, yeah, you are. You're going to be baptized. Now, folks that don't want to be baptized about some things, they better start reading some of this a little closer. 
Yeah, you're going to be baptized. But I want you to notice what Jesus says. Did you know that Jesus Christ himself, you know how he responds to him? He said, it's not my place to give you this position. Well, let that sink in a little bit. See, see people that's placed in positions, it's always going to be bidden by somebody of wanting positions. And so the individual, and I've heard the statement sometime, boy, if that pastor would have just done this, or if that man would have just done this in the house, and oh boy, here we go. But Jesus let James and John both know. Why? Why did he do that? Why? Did he make that statement? Let me ask you something. If you had to choose, and I had the 12 disciples' names down, and I'd send out, you know, I would have thought about that. Just got their names put on a card and sent it out through the congregation. And you mark which one you think was the favorites one with Jesus. And you would have to mark. Who would you mark? If you know very much about the scriptures, you most of us would really have to mark John. It had to be, now, to start with Peter, James, and John, for sure, the inner circle now, okay? And then John was the one that laid on the breast. And John was the one that Peter even said, hey, yes. John seemed to have that little closer connection and favoritism. So all of this is about when you start talking about principles and you start, start talking about positions and you start talking about progressing in the kingdom of God and doing the work of the Lord. It's got to be handled in a manner and a way that what God wants and what seemeth good to the Holy Ghost. And so there's a lot of pressure put on individuals and and uh, it may not come out. People may not come straight out. Amen with it sometimes. And, uh, but there is a lot of pressure put on pastors. And not just pastors. You know why, you know why a lot of us don't want to have none of these positions in these organizations? Because you'd be surprised how many preachers is putting pressure on the superintendents and general superintendents and different ones of that nature. You'd be shocked at some of the things that goes on behind closed doors with preachers. Amen. Just so certain ones can keep a license and one thing's after another. Man, I'm telling you, I can open some big, <laughs> lots of cans of worms. This lesson's a lot, lot more than what people, if you just read through it, but, but we, we've dug into it a little bit. We, we're trying to, what's, what's, when you talk about principle. Man, folks, we got to get some old-fashioned principles back into our hearts, into our spirit, into our minds. Why? Because when you and I pull out on that parking lot out there, and not just in that parking lot, not just here, but it doesn't matter where we go. If we're going to be a true servant of God, we shouldn't ever let favoritism 
become the driving factor of what we're doing and why we're doing it. How do you know that can happen? Because when you have certain events and we all sell out to do it for this one, and but yet is a crowds or crowds or certain ones that don't want to participate or get involved for the next one. That's my darling's reason I'm all All of them's our darlings. When we pulled up on this parking lot and walked in them doors right there, we just became the family of God. Everybody's darlings is everybody's darlings. Everybody's son is everybody's son. And everybody's daughter is everybody's daughter. And when it comes in representation of the kingdom of God and the first Jesus name church of death, favoritism should never rise to the call, sweetie. That's the same way of controlling the sound. Just because certain one, amen, is singing, let's turn the mic up. Or because certain ones are singing, let's turn the mics down. <laughs> same way with styles of music. Man, they couldn't have picked a better song, a better song to start this service out today. Everybody's going to be happy over there. We're all going to be singing the same song. We're all going to be happy and rejoicing. No cares and no heartaches and no burdens. I'm telling you, I'm not about to let earthly burdens and heartaches, big man, to rob me of what God's got an inheritance laid up for me. God, you help me be a servant. If I got to be stepped on every day of my life, then so be it. So be it. And so, so when Jesus questioned them, they just held their peace. They didn't even tell them what they had disputed about. You know what they had discussed about? You know what the dispute was about? Who was going to be the greatest? Who was the greatest? Go back and read it. The 12 disciples said, Did you know they some of these disciples, you don't read not one single word recorded in the Bible that they said. I'm sure when they get to heaven, <laughs> they're not going to jump up in the Lord's face and say, I can't believe I said so and so on that day. I can't believe you didn't record it. We're looking for recognition in the wrong places. We're looking for honor in the wrong places. My heavenly Father sees and He sees all things. And if He records it, that's all that matters. If there's not one single man or one single lady, Amen, pats me on the back or says that I do good, it doesn't matter. I didn't do it for them to start with. I've done it for my heavenly Father. That's who I was representing. That's the spirit I was walking in. That's the principle I want to rule in my spirit and rule in my heart, my mind. about my little babies it's not oh I want them to be blessed I want to be used of God but I'm not praying God to put them in positions that he don't want to put them in cause it become a failure in their lives
That serene is so important. These earthen vessels, trying to keep them in a place that, that God can help us and that God will bless us. Under the Jesus asked his disciples uh, about their argument. He says, even people of faith are not immune to this sort of social posture. We debate among ourselves about the most gifted preachers, singers, or musicians. Don't tell us we don't do it, because we do. Oh, which church or comforts is at the top of the list? What, what, are, you, what are you trying to say? Look, if we start having conferences here, because I'm trying to compete with neighboring churches, and that's the principle that drives the conference, honey. That conference won't be blessed of God. And the power of God. Could that, oh Lord help me here because I don't have any. I hate to say anything. But could that be the reason that some of our account meetings don't have the glory and the power of God that she once had? Because now we made it a, an organization thing. And we made it a man thing. And we're competing against one another. Why don't we get our eyes focused back on the real enemy? Why don't we get our eyes focused on the devil? Why don't we get our eyes focused, amen, on the kingdom of God? Say, so you know what? If we're going to do it, we're going to do it for God's sake. We're going to do it, amen, the way God wants us to do it. We're not competing with nobody else. I don't get up here to preach to compete against any of these other good brothers. And I don't want them to get up here, amen, and try to compete. And I don't want to do anything like I do it. I want them to be what God wants them to be. I want them to minister the way God wants them to minister. I want them to please God. Amen. God's one that called. God one elected. God one that put us in here. God chose the five old ministers about God. It's really not about the vessels. He just needs willing vessels. And if he chooses, amen, to pull them out from the sheep coach and where nobody ever thinks about them, that's his business. Or if he wants to pull them out of the throne rooms. If he wants to pull them out of the throne rooms, it don't make any difference to me. It doesn't matter what family they come from. It doesn't matter the color of their skin. It don't matter about their education. It don't matter about that. I'll tell you one thing it's got to be. There must be a fresh call of God and the principle of God that comes alive in our own personal lives. I want to please God. Please God. Please God. It's my actions my conduct that tells the story. <laughs> if I want to please him or not. He says, we work hard so our churches, our ministry, will be highly regarded by our peers. Like the disciples, we want to be in the conversation with people dis discussing greatness. We want our names to be mentioned. But you know what? Now let's go back to Mark 9, 35. If any man desire to be first, the same 
shall be last of all. Won't you catch that three-letter word? The same shall be last of all. Watch the next ones. And servant of who? As a pastor of this church, it doesn't matter who walks in this place, who becomes a part of this church, I got to love them and treat them. That's one of the areas we've tried to work in that fellowship hall out there. At times, when we have things that's connected to the church, we have showers and baby showers and bridal showers. We've worked hard to keep the decoration as much as we could the same. Now, we caught some flack from some of you because you didn't understand that. Because you wanted, when it was your baby, amen, go all out, amen, but then drop the ball with others. But we're representing the church. We're not representing the individual. And it doesn't matter, amen, if we've been here 100 years or if we walked in here two weeks ago. Amen. When you walk in the house of God, God loves us all. He wants us. And that's the way it ought to be. Now, if, if there's a problem with that, just get with me and open my eyes up. But that's the way I feel about it. When it comes to the church, I'm going to do my best. You know what? I'm having, I'm having Bible study with this good couple right here and Brother Kate. Amen. But you know what? I've taken that Bible study just as important as I took this lesson this morning. Amen. Because you know what? I want the power of God. That's three precious souls. Amen. And I had it with Brother Tyler and his wife and, and Justin. And I felt it the same way. It's just that I'm just excited about teaching that Bible study and bringing down the commandments and the instructions of God and planting it into their hearts and souls of mine. Because them three right there at that point in time is just as important. If there was 3,000 souls sitting in this house, amen. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? That's a principle, amen. This is the principle that the church will work off of this principle. That's the reason that whosoever will come. And when they come, they'll feel the love of God, the power of God. They'll feel a place of hope. They'll feel a place of acceptance. Things that disqualified them with others. Things that caused them maybe to be looked down upon. The mistakes and failures. Hallelujah. But you know what? We've all got them. We've all got skeletons. And we've all got shortcomings and things of that nature. But it's something about when you come to the house of God. You're at home. You're at home. Hallelujah. You're at the house. You're at the family. You're going to be loved and cared for. If there's any chance of overcoming, it ought to be at the house of God. It ought to be back with the family of God. The prodigal son, the only hope he had was the one. There's a father that still loved me. Hallelujah. That still cared for me. And there's a place that I can go back to. to Ephesians 4. Why? It's the word humility. It's such a, a strong ingredient man to be that servant in all circumstances, all situations. 
Because there's going to be times the Holy Ghost say, well, I'm fixing that. There's going to be times the Holy Ghost is going to say, and the eyes of everybody else is going to be saying, well, they, they meet the qualifications. They got the talent, and they're gifted, and they're this, and they're that. But the Holy Ghost says, no! And the Holy Ghost better, knows better than all of us. If we have to force doors to open in God's kingdom, there's something wrong. We have to use means and methods to connive and slip around and sneak around. Something wrong. That's, that's not the way God works. I'm going to say this. I don't think being the preacher's kids ought to qualify them, but neither should it disqualify them. Let's balance this thing out, honey. If God calls them, that's his business. I don't care if he puts 10 generations in the same church. If God's blessing it, people get the Holy Ghost and they go into heaven, then God bless it. God bless it. Go ahead with it. I'm behind it 100%. But one gets in there and they start going the wrong direction. They start letting the world in and start dropping the doctrines. Then they ought to rise up and say, I don't care whose son you are. I don't care how many generations you've been here. Amen. That disqualifies you. The word of God, the kingdom of God, the blessings of God disqualifies you. Man didn't do it. God and the Word done it. There's a difference, babies. There's a difference. Now, now we see why it's so important. Positions. Positions. That's the reason I gave our singers a little talk here just a few weeks ago. Some of them probably thought I was just going to eat them up and blow them away. No, that ain't what it's about. But you can like it or not. When you volunteer to come up here and sing, you just stepped up to a higher elevation and a call to responsibility. And if you're going to participate in this, you don't need to participate in tearing it down out there. If you want them to worship and magnify God, you've got to lead the way. Praise leaders. Leaders. We're singers, but we're leaders. Leading what? Into the Spirit of God. Into the presence of God. The joy of the Lord. Amen. That's really so important. Hallelujah. As we work together. Amen. Working together for what? We're all here for one purpose and one reason. That's to glorify God and have a move of God and the power of God to move in this place. Because we can't do nothing without it. No more than Moses is willing to go into wilderness without the presence of God. Neither can we have church without the presence of God. That's the reason we go to prayer rooms and condition our minds, our hearts, and spirits and when we walk in this place that the glory cloud and the Shekinah presence of God and we come in here we're not looking around seeing what, what this one's wearing what that one's wearing we're not worried about all of that and neither we're going to let the enemy amen let little isms and schisms amen get hold of our hearts our minds and our spirit and we're going to hold on to that and rob us of the glory and the, the power of God I'm telling you this is a little principle and man they got a hold of those, those disciples who's going to be the greatest I tell you who's going to be the greatest Jesus Christ that's who's going to be the greatest Hallelujah. he's the only one that's the greatest and anybody else that tries to Take it. Hallelujah. A thief and a robber. That's the reason we watch how we dress and how we conduct ourselves. Even our worship, amen. If it's just for a show and get the, the reward of men and, and people patting us on the back, that's all you're going to get. But if you're really worshiping and magnifying God for the glory of God and God came in and inhabit it and put out His Spirit in this house, then amen. That blesses us where we need to be. Are you hearing what I'm telling us this morning? It all works hand in hand, it works together. For God's glory and for fulfilling of his purpose. When you look at the word humility, amen, the 
Hebrew word actually means gentleness. Actually, another one actually means affliction. So, you just... Another part of the Hebrew word means to be bowed down. Lowliness of mind. The Greek talks about that. The lowliness of mind. Let me give you just a few scriptures in this area. In Ephesians 4. I therefore... The prisoner of the Lord. Well, I, I don't go around telling everybody I'm a prisoner of the Lord. I'm not sure if they'd understand that term from Paul, <laughs> but he was. And he wasn't. He, would, he wasn't even embarrassed to be called a jailmate. <laughs> he had to stripe a suit on him many a time. <laughs> Praise God. Beseech or urge you that you walk worthy of the vocation. Or vocation is the calling. The calling worth with your called. With all lowliness and meekness. Huh. Lowliness, you know what it means? Having a low esteem huh, of one's own worth. Free from pride. If you've got to hustle and bustle, you got to do this and do that to always get the positions. It could be what you, the self-examination of your own worth. What I have a right to. Let me tell you something. You know one of the biggest problems of this nation? We got a right. Regardless of how wrong they are according to the scriptures. They're screaming out. We got a right. Who gave them that right to live them abomination lives, ungodly lives, according not to me, but according to the scripture. And then they want to shackle the pulpit and put handles on us that we're we're haters because we make a stand against the ungodliness. You see, we don't have a problem preaching against homosexuality and fornication. Well, let me back up. <laughs> Can I say this without, again, I'm not being offensive. I'm really not, not picking on the body. But what if we'd have made a stronger stand? I'm not talking about just this local city, okay? I'm talking about the nation. I'm talking about religion. I'm talking about the mainstream. But what if they'd have made a stronger stand against divorces what if they'd really preached if you fornicate you go into hell principle you see what I'm trying to tell you if we'd have dealt with it back there as a principle a code a rule it's unchanging it's going to be like this See, that was even with Brother Anne, that's what I was saying. All the fix-its and all that, and they work, and they engineer, and then I understand that, okay? 
But you get right back down to the basics before they can learn any of that. They got to learn two plus two is four. It doesn't matter how you go about it and how you try to figure it up and how you go around it. Two plus two is going to be four. Amen. That's the same way we're living for God. If we're not careful. We're looking for the wrong type of principles. We're looking for the wrong hurrah. And we're looking for the wrong glory. Amen. But we got to get back down to some principles. We got to get right down to the core. We got to get right back down. Amen. What I think does make a difference. What's in my heart does make a difference. Amen. Because Jesus Christ came along and he preached me something that was greater than the law. Amen. Amen. Eye for an eye, two for a two. But now, amen, if I have anger against my brother without a cause, I put my soul in jeopardy of hell. Amen. Do you understand what I'm talking about? There's a principle that binds in the soul and the spirit of the man that goes far deeper and far wider. Amen. Than just man and the, the ideas and the opinion of a man. Kingdom. Principles of this kingdom. They're powerful. But you know what they'll do? They'll sustain us. This is what we'll stand on. When we've done all we can do, stand. This is what will help us stand. Amen. When the adversaries coming in, when the powers of evil is flooding us, when all types of doctrines, amen, even if we're not careful among us, hallelujah, this is what will hold us up. And saying, you know what? I'm going to have the right spirit. I want to have the right attitude. I want to have the right servitude. I want to do what God wants me to do, but I want to do it the way God wants me to do it. And for who I'm doing it, for I'm doing it as unto the Lord. I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing, not doing it for the recognition of this local assembly even. We're doing it for the name that's on that sign out there called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying? The way we live, the way we talk, the service we do, it's to represent Jesus Christ and the power of his kingdom in our lives. That's what it's about. And money can't buy this. Fame and glory by humanity can't buy this. Hallelujah. But God having recognition with God because you see what that does that principle brings us into a realm and place that when our babies are sick with cancer or sick with something else hallelujah he gives us access to a place and a power and authority amen that we can intercede to the throne of God and see the miraculous and the supernatural and the powerful things of God and a spiritual warfare and I'm telling you we're in a spiritual warfare I've been warning you it's going to come and it's here and it's on us hallelujah but these principles you can't forsake these principles hallelujah and hold on to the, the warfare ability amen to fight against these spiritual warfare but if you hold on to these principles, honey, I'm telling you, in the spiritual warfare, we're going to win. We're going to be victorious. Hallelujah. Because there's something inside of us called the kingdom of God and the Holy Ghost and the principles of it that will sustain us. It's a rule. It's a code. Amen. It's going to bring us out on the other side. It's going to bring us through the valley. It's going to help us climb the mountains. It's going to, amen. We was born for such a time as this. We feel the Holy Ghost for such a time as this. We're holding on to these principles for such a time as this. That principle's got to work right here. Got to work right here among us. God, I want to move. I don't care whose son or daughter, mom or dad, comes up here for prayer. I'm going to say this. You don't ever have to come up and pray and lay hands and intercede for souls. When your babies come, don't think nothing if the church don't move. You planted the principal, baby. You sowed the seed. That still works, God. Still works. God's not going to be mocked. So every man sow. It's what he's going to reap. <laughs> 
I've told you many a times, you can go get a special on, on watermelon seed, but you want to plant corn. <laughs> and you plant some watermelon seed and pray all you want to. But I tell you, corn's not coming up. That principle of loving and caring, keeping your mouth shut. Praying God help us to understand. Help us overcome it. Help us work together. Help us not to let these little issues, because they're small. When you weigh out eternity and you weigh out heaven and hell, they're small. They don't mean much, nothing. Hallelujah. And that's what you got. There it comes back to that same principle. I'm not going to become divided with my family to keep the unity of the faith. Read it on in Ephesians. Read it on in Ephesians. Keep the unity. And what? In the bonds of peace. Hallelujah. What you got to have? You got to have a principle inside of you of humility. Amen. That's greater than what the world talks about. Amen. It's a humility. It's not man made, it's God given. It's God blessing. It's God moving. It's the hand of God, the Spirit of God. We can't make it on our own. God's helping us. I'm telling you, church, God's setting the stage and, and it's here. It's, it's on us. There's some hurting people out there and they're looking for something that's real. They're looking for something that's so genuine. I tell you, it's so important when you're out there among them. You're sowing seed. You'll leave an example to them. That's the reason every conversation, every action, every deed. That's the reason sometimes showing compassion when they don't deserve, deserve it. That's the right thing to do. When they all but cussed you out, done everything else, but you're still sowing the love of Christ. been on both sides of that counter <laughs> I don't know when time's running out let us stand I, I may have to come back to some of this desire for position who wants to be the servant of all servant to all man praise God do you know how Jesus responded to John's John and James he said you don't know what you're asking for I know I'm done, but that's the reason we have to be careful what we ask for when it comes in the work of the kingdom of God. Because if it's not of His will, of His anointing, those positions can become a place of destruction. You understand what I'm saying? And not only, <laughs> watch this, none, none lives to themselves and none dies to themselves. Same way spiritually. How many believe that little term, one bad apple, a small, a whole barrel? 
can I say this? I know I got you standing. Many people are guilty of seeing only the perks of certain positions by conveniently overlooking the sacrifice and the struggles that happens behind the scenes. People want to be the leader until crisis arise. One thing that always has frustrated me in life is when you start on a project. And you cry, you say, hey, okay, I need some opinions, some ideas. Well, just do it the best you see fit. You just do it. We, we are, uh, and then when you get through with it, well, you should have done this, and you should have done, hey, that's easy to see here. Why didn't you say something over here? You told me to do it the best I can, and how I seem to do it. You didn't want to get involved until after it's over with. Now all of us are looking back and saying, oh, that's obvious. Yeah, but it wasn't obvious. We've all been there in the workplaces, whatever. It's always, it's, it's a lot easier to do. But God's, God's interested in people to get involved before it ever happens, you know. The crisis. The, the. In those moments, we are content to sit back and second guess the person in charge while breathing a sigh of relief that it is not us. Glad I'm not at that position today. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, uh, I'll just quit. But it's, it's a powerful lesson. It's not, I'm not beating up nobody. I promise you I'm not. I just want to work on this principle in my life to make sure I'm going to hold this position. God, you help me hold it to be a servant to all. To all, to the best of my ability, God. And as the Holy Ghost leads me. And I'm not talking about just as a pastor. I'm talking about as a Christian. I'm talking about as a Holy Ghost-filled child of God. That's what I'm talking about. respond and handle things in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. You know, he, he's, he's, all this is unfolding just before he's going to be spit on. He's going to be slapped. He's going to be crucified. And as Isaiah prophesied, he opened not his mouth. Man, what a principle, what a, what a kingdom principle. There's times to do it. Now, let's balance that out a little bit. There's times when we need to. But, but watch this. It's in the spirit of how we do it and when we do it and who we do it before. God calls us to do it before everybody, that's good. But if not, well, Priscilla pulled Apollos to the side, didn't he? They didn't stop him in the middle of his preaching in front of everybody. They didn't try to embarrass him. I'm telling you, principles, principles. We love you today. Let's pray. God, we love you. Appreciate you this morning. Your word, your power, your presence. It's even in this house this morning.
ministering unto your people. They are your people, God. They're washed in your blood, bearing your name. And God, you help us. We want to go back to some old landmarks. We want to go back to some places, amen, that this community would know without a doubt that we're the church of the living God. That there's a kingdom and the principles of this kingdom that's abiding and dwelling and operating through us on a daily basis. Among our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors, even among our enemy, God, you'd help us to heap coals of fire upon their head, kind and gentle, to be a testimony of your goodness and grace and mercy, a testimony of your kingdom that rules and reigns in our lives. We would let carnality, we would let preconceived ideals rob us of the powers of the principles of the kingdom of God to flow through us and among us. We pray, God, that out of our bellies will flow rivers of living waters that represent your kingdom and power and glory, giving you the praise, giving you the honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you today. Appreciate you. Let me say thanks on behalf of Brother Brendan to all of you. What a great outcome. Amen. The benefit for Brother Corey Toodle. Hey, let the community know. In fact, I was going to get with Sister Natalie. She would have put it on the sign. Amen. A thanks to everybody in the community and everybody that participated. Hey, that goes a long ways. Amen. And so we want to do that because we appreciate it so much and appreciate all of you. Amen. That took a part in that. God bless you this morning. Love you. Appreciate you. Brother Brendan Ferguson will be preaching for us tonight. God bless you. Practice at 4.30. I don't know. Uh, get with Sister Moore. <laughs> Make sure. I don't know. I I'm going to assume they are. Okay. God bless you.